I just want to make sure all the gummy bears are out of the way. Gummy bears are the jelly beans are not. Nobody oh, likes to beans. hear your chewing food. It's okay. Uh, Mental's not here, so I don't even know who to ask. Are we ready? Yes, you're we're, ready. we're waiting for you, and you hit record. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of lemma champ or lucky track dog league you run, SCC or NASA, we won't discriminate as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of amateur endurance racing, whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, and we're lucky enough and Chrissy gives us just the tip. We're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And, and not here. there is no mental. It's like, nope. the, it's like the week of, or the month of lack of hosts or something i don't know oh well anyway we are everyone racers or at least three quarters of everyone racers thanks for coming back and listening to a richard petty episode of our podcast it's episode 200 which is the number of nascar cup races the king has won in his career as a driver so if you're not driving a nascar or even a regular car jump on our e10 bingo card link in the show notes without mental here though I don't think you're going to win. Probably not. If anybody wins on a mentalist episode, that's going to be surprising. Yeah, there's so many mental specific things because yeah. mental. That's true. Yeah. Mess up. Okay. Oh, and yeah. You have to mess up and yeah, all that good stuff. Hey, for a change, let's get right to Chrissy. Weird. And Chrissy, I will go quickly because I want to hear your on? story. Um, so this weekend I helped. Well, we did a, a quick jaunt to the beach. It was hella hot on Saturday here. Uh, you can check that off your bingo card. Uh, it was really hot and we decided we needed to get away. So we took a, a day off, which was awesome. Uh, Sunday, we did all kinds of car work. So I assisted with uh, the Corvette cleaning. We had mostly... Um, we're getting we, all the interiors in. Uh, hopefully, if you saw on social medias, we uh, did a really good job on getting all of the interior, just about all of the interior into the Corvette. Uh, we, I, I really like to, most of the stuff was fairly clean, so it wasn't the worst, but it's nice to be able to like go and, and get the Q-tips out and like detail a little bit just when you're putting all the parts back in. So then you get in and I like to know that it's my grossness if it's in there and it's not somebody else's. So uh, we did that. I like cleaned and leathered, uh, conditioned the leather seats and all. So yeah, it was awesome. Is this car run yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It runs. Oh, okay, okay, yep. got it. Yeah, the only thing is keeping it from was a brake line. Did you fix that? Well, you can talk about that. Whatever he can, he'll tell you when he's working on what, what his what, what Chris is working on. Um, I also started with the um, passenger Mazda passenger harness mounts, and uh, and started working on the seat sliding, which Chris is going to talk about that. And so I started working on that, drilling the holes underneath the car, which sucks when you have to be under the car and in the car at the same time. Fortunately, I have long arms, so it didn't really affect me. Uh, but usually it's a two-person job, and that's nicer. But the seat's not in, so it's nicer to put the sub belts in when you don't have a passenger seat or when you have a seat in. Yes. And uh, yes. this is obviously all prepping for our track weekend. Yay! So, yeah, coming up. Trying to get ready and, and uh, we're excited to have, I mean, when you're at HPDs, it's always great to have a passenger regardless on if you are training each other or you are just there to see the track and see how, people, how fast people go. So yeah, that's what I did. 
Jeff, can't wait to hear about your story. Go ahead. Well, it is two weeks of updates. So um, two weeks. Uh, I bought two cars, sort of. <laughs> I know. What? Yeah, in a in a. That's in definitely a, on the bingo card somewhere. Someone buys yeah, a car. Someone buys right? a car. Uh, yeah. So we all know that the Veloster N has been on my wheelhouse and I've been searching for it. And, uh, I pulled the trigger on a Carvana purchase and it got the, I was away. The reason I wasn't on the, on the podcast last week was that I was away at scout camp. And I'll just say briefly that scout camp was rainy and terrible. Uh, my son was full of homesickness and he had a, 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 a angry crying fit where he screamed, this place is terrible. There's nothing here but rocks and merit badges. <laughs> and, and all the kids around him were like, oh, man, he's not wrong. This place is pretty terrible. And you forgot was the it, bugs. Was it, new, was it a new place? It, it, well, we go to a different place every year. Um... And, and that's part of the problem. When you're the new person, you get the lousy site. And then it was a rainy week. And I, I don't want to go too deep into Boy Scout. Uh, you know, this is not everyone Boy Scouts, but due to the COVID, um, they're extremely understaffed because where do you get your staff from when you're at camp is the campers from the previous year. So because they had no staff, they were like, no, or no camp last year, they were way down on staff. So things kept getting canceled and you know it was a lot of waiting in line and then like if there was one clap of thunder it was like oh well cancel half the crap because we didn't have the staff to run it anyway so uh but the second half of the week got nice and bright and josh finished four out of five of his merit badges so can, can uh, we count this as general wakeman problems for josh uh, sure sure <laughs> It's on the bingo card. I got to yeah. do. At, at, at one point, he was crying and fishing at the same time. <laughs> I have a great picture of it. I mean, you did post a few pictures, and it did look. Yeah, like I didn't, he wasn't I didn't having... post any of the crying pictures. Oh, I'm sure. No, but the pictures Cause... that some of that you did didn't look like everybody was having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You. It's one of those things you've planned for a long time. You can't uh, assume what you can't cancel because of the weather, right? Yeah, like you, you, can't... you have to go any either way. Okay, so there's. Josh. Can't really see his face, but yeah. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. Crying fishing. <laughs> and fishing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to get fishing board. merit badges. Fish, fishing merit badge, and you had to catch, cut, clean, and cook a fish. Get out! Wow. Like, there was other things to do. There was a bunch of knots to do and everything. So we had to catch the fish. And I had like <laughs> pictures of previous fishing. And then like on Friday, it was like the sun came out and he was feeling better. And we caught like fish left and right. And he hacked one up without even, you know, without wait, without waiting a moment. He was like, yeah, I'll cut it. You know, that's wonderful. So, yeah, it's right. Yeah. So anyway, back to the car stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. So I got a 1,407 mile 2020 Hyundai Veloster N in performance blue. It arrived Saturday after scout camp and I have been beating the piss out of it since I got it. Um, I have done things that should get my license revoked immediately. I've revved to Joey Five O in the other lane. Uh, I've shown everyone how it pops out of the exhaust. Uh, my coworkers are like, "Dude, aren't you a little old to be driving a car like this?" Like, 
Oh no! Yes, it, it's really it's kind of the the performance blue is kind of flashy, and yeah, so, it looks great though. It does. It does. That's I the only color to get. It's the only color to get. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's the hardest color to get. So I was really happy that I found it, and um, I can't remember what I said in real life and on the podcast. So I apologize if this is redundant, but I've been January twenty fourth is when I drove one, and I said this is the next car I want. So it took me six months to get it. And I was literally the last time I was on a pod, the podcast, this podcast, I saw it. I showed it to my wife before the podcast. And she said, quit bitching and just buy it. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> so after the podcast, I bought it. So uh, and we're going to talk about that later. So I don't want to go too far into it. Um, but I also helped my brother purchase a 2006 NC Miata with 200,000 miles on the kilometer or on the, on the clock. It's in pretty good shape. Uh, I gave him the same advice I gave myself. and I told him to beat the piss out of it for the next couple of days so we can find the flaws. And he did. He managed to get it to throw some codes for a miss. And we threw some plugs in it and it hasn't returned. So success yeah. all around that's what we did in in chrissy's mazda at, at the track it was throwing misfire in three tried swapping coils i didn't do it so i put new ngk magic plugs in and um fresh injectors and all gone yeah we flopped the coil so that if it came back on the other if it came mm-hmm. back on two it was on three if it came right. back on two we would know it was the coil but it hasn't come yes. back. So this is also three on our car. And it's the same motor basically. So yeah, there we go. Real consumer advice. What to do when your MZR has a cylinder three misfire code. Yeah. I, I told Jim, I said, I think this is the same as in the Mazda three, but it's a two liter MZR. Mm-hmm. So a little yeah. different. Very close. Yeah. The 2.5 bolts in. Yeah. Well, we will write that down in case this one pops. Yeah. So Chris, tell us more about this Corvette. Corvette, yeah, um, yes, it does run. It does run. It'll it'll fire right up, no problem. Now, did it, it run when you got it? Because I no. haven't heard you actually talking about it running no. before. No, 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 no. Remember that picture? Of what the fuel pump looked like? Oh, you're yes. I remember you fixed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Uh, so, but after that, I got the plugs. You know, plugs were out. Put oil in it. Turned it over by hand. Everything seemed fine. Cranked it without anything. You know, without any fuel or spark. Oil pressure came right up. So put it all back together, fired up. It was only fire running on, uh, it was running a little rough at first. And so uh, I, you know, I fixed the vacuum leak to let it kind of sort of idle. And while I had the air cleaner off and noticed that only one of the two throttle body injectors was firing. So I swapped them left to right to see if it was wire or injector. And what do you know? They both worked. So, okay. Now, now it, yeah. Who knows? Now it runs fine. Fires right up, idles well, revs up well. And, uh, you know, got it up to, all the way up to temp. Nothing blew. Cooling fan came on. It's wow. ready. Like mechanic, that and engine. You seems picked fine. a lot of slop out of the tank, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I think I got it all though. That's the thing. It's pretty much all out. So that's all good. Right. Um, uh, we we had the interior part. A lot of the plastics in the interior were pretty worn. So uh, an advantage of a common enthusiast car that gets kind of restored and cared for by the jorts crowd is anything you want to make it look nicer is available so i was able to get the exact color matched in theory spray paint for plastics so it was amazing yeah and repainted all almost all the hard plastics looks brand new it looks brand new Hmm. yeah 
like in, in one coat you did two three. three yeah three the armrest like stuff like that it looks fantastic and the doors we just scrubbed with simple green and a brush and stuff they clean right up so it actually like <clears throat> looks quite nice inside now and all back together and doesn't smell weird and it's you know totally fine hmm. uh, but so my new- my friend who is doing who by my my this the guy okay so the kid i taught to drive stick who was also restoring a c4 had yeah. the dickens of a time getting a starter and ended up having to like rebuild the starter at his house because he couldn't get a reman huh yeah and it was a weird like one year starter that he was like uh, the, you know the 86 didn't fit and the 85 didn't First, fit and- you did have this problem with the fuel no the slave cylinder yeah, it's true. Oh, that's another thing. It's, you I did don't have that. even have on my list. Put the new ma- clutch master in. Went to put the clutch shaving cylinder in that I had bought from Rock Auto. And the uh, attachment for the hose to the slave cylinder, totally different. The, I don't the, know if it, Chrissy is doing Pac-Man motions with her hand. <laughs> yeah. or I'm trying to do it. doesn't fit. That's it like don't a fit. sexual thing. It don't fit. I don't yeah. know what's going on It don't on fit. There. Yeah, the, the one that Rock Auto gave me should have had a you know, like an end-of-line flared fitting screwing into it. The one I got was more like what you see on the end of a brake caliper where it's like a flat bit with crush washers that pulls oh, to okay. the side of it with a banjo yeah. bolt. Banjo bolt. Yeah. So I ended up having to take the old one apart, which it didn't want to come apart. It was all At crusty. All. So all. that involved oil compressed and air. 100 pounds of compressed air in, oh. in, in the hole to get it away. It, it, it shoot out. I played that game. <laughs> right. So and then well, <laughs> well, I had it in my hand, like out by the compressor. So, but I, you know, I had to work it in and out a bunch of times to clean it. And anyway, rebuilt it using the parts from the new one in the old housing. Works great, no problem yeah. there. Yeah. Um, all new brake rubber hoses are on because I just thought that was a good idea. Good idea. The fr- yeah. The front hose, the front brakes were not releasing all the way. Um, so I've got all those in. Got new front calipers on. And where we are now is, oh, I got new tires mounted to the wheels. That's done. All that we need right now is a rear hard line that is halfway in. And a and bleed the brakes. A left front lower ball joint that I found a little slop in. And a right front wheel bearing. I found a tiny bit of play in. I have all the parts. But that's why it's not going to pit is really because I found the ball joint and wheel bearing. And it didn't have any time to sort it. I didn't want to... Sort it's sorting it to be Chrissy no. driving it five yeah, hours. Yeah, I have to drive it five hours. One of one of us has to commit to driving it, and I'm not towing. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, we could do a track uh, night in America, local. We should with it. We should, yeah, we sh- absolutely should. And she, we can. Jen can bring her Corvette. Yeah. Yours is faster. Mine is just rad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. D- um, the, d- the dash is amazing. Gauges. Yeah. It's all. Does it have like the big long like hockey stick? Like shaped, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tachometer, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. rad. That is it's a rad. shame that the closest rad is not close to here. But uh, and it's well, they're announcing new dates all the time, so maybe they will come east. Who knows? Yeah, well, so. there's one in Connecticut, but it's a weekend where in uh, New Hampshire. Um, anyway, uh, and in the Mazda, I made passenger seat mounts by hacking up the stock Mazda seat. Ra- it's not the rails; it's the brackets the rails bolt to. Use those. Hacked them. You know, it was a U shape and made it into an L shape. Put the race seat brackets on that, welded it all together. That's all in. That's fine. Worked great. Um, they made a new exhaust hanger for the Mazda. So that's all loaded up in the trailer, ready to go. Nice. So I've been doing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, I, all I did was rocks and force my son to fish while I cried. So you were <laughs> made, way more productive. 
<laughs> You'll and swatted be happy about it. Yeah. I, I, by the way, at least the, each load of laundry needed to be washed at least three times before they stopped smelling. It was terrible. Seriously? Of, of your of, manly musk or of no, bugs? like the mud yep, and fire. just, 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 oh. just the. We were wet every. It rained every day oh, on us, and it was just totally a thousand degrees. Just, it was terrible. Oh, it sounds absolutely miserable. Absolutely miserable, but it's, it's oh. all right. It's all over. So, and and I want to say Matt did a fantastic job last week. The show is great. Well, at the, listen to your feedback. You can give us your feedback. Oh, oh you're sorry. I'll hold it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I didn't write this because it says, guess what, Chrissy? I bet your race car has a recall on it. I'll tell you the, how it works out at the end because I know the answer. More Please. than a quarter million Mazda 3s are being recalled in the U.S. to fix problems with a logo that can shatter in the event of a driver's airbag deployment. Problem affects cars from 04 through 07 model years and only involves the Mazda logo on the steering wheel airbag module, which we still have the cover on ours, even though there's oh, no I'm, I insisted on putting it back, Absolutely. actually. Yep. Mazda issued a statement saying the problem is due to an improper material specification that can cause the plastic steering wheel logo to become brittle over time. In mid-2006, the automaker changed to a higher quality logo that it says will not be subject to the problem. And the answer is we're clear. Our car was built in like mid-07. So got it. I wasn't sure. We have the updated spec, the higher quality Mazda logo on the cover on our It seems fine. So it's fine and even if it falls uh, out, the just... airbag isn't under there anyway. Nope, so. no, nope, it's, it's not. It's no, but if hey, but if any, garage, of, right, if any of our listeners know how to get legally to get rid of an airbag, we'll be happy to understand what that is. Oh, we know how to get rid of it <laughs> legally. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> we're sitting on it. <laughs> I, I will. I've helmet. already said I will put on my helmet in a, in a <laughs> in a quality seat and take the ride. No, so I don't no. want to break a seat. No. How about that crappy Kirky? What happens out? if you get don't hurt? Don't worry about Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to break the seat. <laughs> I just... Oh, boy. That's a $100 hand cart. Um, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to change topics very quickly before people know what that joke is. Starting July 19th, which has already <laughs> happened. Uh, it's the 22nd, uh. I think. Uh, California will use its mandatory biannual emissions testing to look for vehicles with modified ECU software and fail vehicle that has a tune that hasn't been approved by the cardboard. First, they do a visual inspection. Then they do a ta- tailpipe sniff on the roller diner, then an ECU check. So what this means is, and this has come up on the um, on the forums everywhere. Car Bibles broke the story last Thursday, and on Reddit, everyone is basically saying this sucks because I could pass the smog check and still fail. So I could be producing the right, you know, the 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 right amount of of particulates and NOx and all that other stuff, but they'll still fail me because I don't have a carb approved tune. So this is, yeah, this sucks. Um, yeah, because it's not really increasing admission standards. And yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with this. This is uh, kind of scary, especially for those people who bought used cars and have no idea what tune is on it. They could have a, you know, it could be, they, they could be not even, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think of all this? I really just want to sing right now. Yeah, what are you going to sing? That's the tune that I'm singing. 
that tune. Oh, it has nothing to do with my story. You're just singing a tune in your head. You keep talking about a tune, and you're not sure which oh, tune. tune. Oh. 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 oh, you know you what it is? It's it's an auto tune. Oh. Oh. Where's T Pain? Where's T Pain when we need him? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No, an ECU tune. So I yes. I don't know. I I got am, it. Yes. I add. Uh, we knew this was going to come because enough people are abusing the system otherwise for off-road only stuff they put it on there you go so what do you do yeah i I, not move to the people's republic of california and but what happens in california eventually happens everywhere to a point not not in some some parts some parts definitely not yeah You'll probably my tune from my cold dead hands. (laughs) Well, uh, this is more reason, and I'll just shout it out. Go ahead and write your local congressman and tell him to pass the RPM Act, which will protect our race cars and allow us to do whatever the frick we want for things we don't drive on the street. So, yep, there it is. And frankly, street cars now are getting so damn good. Like there's no, you can't just bolt on a couple things and gain 30 horsepower. Like you used to be able to on so many things. Like, I don't know. Jeff, does you feel like your Veloster needs more power? Nope. Chrissy, do you think your Mercedes needs more power? No, no, it's fine. There you go. I mean, if it did, then I would just get an A63. So that'd be fine. That's true. Right. Anyway. Okay. Let's move on to one of my favorite topics. And this is a big one. So we've all seen the the crash, but the uh, internet will be the internet and everyone has their opinion on and who to blame. Is it Verstappen? Is it Hamilton? And who uh, with that racing incident during the British Grand Prix? Now, Max and Lewis are making their voices heard after checking out of the hospital, dizzy, bruised and battered and otherwise unhurt from his following his 51 G crash for Stappen slammed. How do they Hamilton. know it's 51 G? I guess they have all the estim- sensors, right? Yeah. And a lot of estimating and made it sound big and. He was going pretty fast anyway. So uh, Verstappen slammed Hamilton for wildly celebrating in his his home win. Verstappen said he watched Hamilton's raucous celebrations from the TV uh, on the TV from the hospital, which he described disrespectful and unsportsmanlike. However, Hamilton reacted by calling Verstappen very aggressive and adding he went on, on to win after taking the result at the resulting 10 second penalty on the chin. I was like, I'm not going to let anything get in the way of the crowd's enjoyment of the weekend and the national anthem and the British flag. And this is exactly what I said. I agreed with Verstappen on this. Not the, not the crash. I just thought that his celebrations were his a celebration was a little, a little. I mean, going over all the barriers. Really? Really? It's a little much. He hasn't had as much to celebrate this year. Sure, but he punted. The, well, hasn't had any fans to celebrate with, and two. Okay, I mean, fine. I think that's more what it's about. Sure. If this was in Azerbaijan, Baku, I don't think he would have been doing anything of the sort. But a hundred thousand people in England, like he got caught up, caught up in the emotions of it. Winning a race at the last second is very dramatic, and, and it was a very dramatic win. Yeah. So I look. I've said a lot. I'm a Verstappen fan. I will not give my percentages on the air because that'll just start an internet fight. Hamilton is a really good dude. You can't not like him. I know. Isn't that the worst? Like, <laughs> like I, I want to root for the underdog and I want to say, damn you, Hamilton, and all your wins. That's why I like Bottas. Guy's really good and he's a great sportsman. So, yeah, maybe he got a little carried away. Whatever. Okay. 
Great. Upcoming races. <clears throat> Lemons is hitting the trifecta this weekend. What a weekend. Friday kicks off the Rust Belt Ramble Rally with 57 cars registered. That's fantastic. Our fifth host, Eric Rude, gave us his sentiment of what he knows. We'll hopefully meet him at the start. And what a list. Get ready. Normally, like some of the half of these, like, oh, this would be good, but then it, it gets better. A 72 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser even has a little like roof, roof skylight. A 57 Howe Defender. Anyone know what that is? I don't is? even know what that is. That's nope. a fire truck. It is oh. a fire truck. It's <laughs> a fire truck. 86 Mercury Marquee Wagon. Like, that's boring in this crowd. <clears throat> a 68 Bremen Mini Mark Shriners Edition. Any ideas? A little Shriner car? No, Like one of those little go-kart Wouldn't things? that be nice? It's a fiberglass kit car that looks like the looks like the cross between the fiberglass kit cars of the Mercedes you know, 1929 Mercedes Gazelle and the um, MGTD replicas. It's it's like a nondescript That's cool. you old didn't actually, car. Did you know I, this? I just no, I, had to Google it. You had to Google it. Right. Uh, 1937 Buick Special. I wonder if this one has a 500 cubic inch Cadillac engine. Probably too. not. Probably not. A 1990 Buick Riata. 83 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Royale with cheese. Nice. 04 Kia Amante. That's terrible. On this list, that is like the worst car. Yep. Uh, 1984, mostly American made bus question mark. It was a truck, then a car, now a bus. Who knows? Uh, A 63 Chevy Greenbrier. Any ideas? Nope. Mm. No, that's a truck also, I believe. It's a Corvair van. Wow. Or maybe a wagon. Van or wagon. Either way, Corvair. And a 58 Chrysler Saratoga. Nothing but class. And Eric says, Jeff Stobbs has begged for a fire truck for years, and we have two of them. Hmm. Uh, The Bad Decisions 57 How is going to be something special. No synchros, no roof, no power, no parts availability. Top speed probably of forty or fifty, which will feel like seven hundred in that thing. And also, as I was looking through this list, there are—I was excited for one. Then I found two Cutlass Sierras, and one of them has a team name of Doris the Explorer. Nice. Uh, Scott McMichael will be out there. He's driving with his son in a very beige LTD. So good luck, Scott. He's run that at rallies before. Yeah. Is it, I thought that was a different one. It looks like his old one, but hey, yeah. whatever. Big Malaise era, perfect for the Rust Belt ramp. Yeah. And he's taking his sons along, so that's great. Or yeah. single son, at least. Even better. Good. Nice. Yeah. So uh, Saturday is the Michigan Concours de Le Mans in the Inn at St. John's Plymouth. Or the Inn at St. John's Plymouth, Michigan. I don't know where the state and the town ends on that is it st john's at i don't know uh i'm sure it'll be great i'm not sure how many cars will be there who's going to be there but uh we'll let you know when we find out and we'll at least run down the winners because uh yeah they do a great internet presence so check it out on instagram the concord de lemons that's probably the best place to see all the pictures. Um, didn't have a list for that one. Sorry about that. Plymouth, Michigan is just kind of west of Detroit, but kind of between Detroit and Ann Arbor. That's a so a lot of American will be there probably. Oh, yeah. Weird American. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, and of course, the, they're racing at Oregon Par- Raceway Park for the Pacific Northwest. We have 43 cars. Get this. Listen to this list. Two BMWs. Yeah. Oh, right? That's one, good. One Miata, two Hondas, zero Porsches, and we have some sentiment from Rude. This they have the Lemons first Etzel, which I think has an Ameri- he thinks has an American V8, a Ran Jazz Ranjazi Ranjazi that sounds better themed Mini Raj- that is supposed to- yeah Rajnisi Rajnisi thank you Rajnisi it's supposed to look like a Rajnisi Rolls Royce a low road Zora Dumkoff Lemon Bird extended family ish with five amazing cars rookies with a Grand Marquis always a good time rookies with an X19 always oh, a bad time oh that's a mistake. Yeah. Lots of VWs, including a Corrado, which I'm sure is going to fail very quickly. Uh, one BMW that has a Volvo engine, and it's the only Volvo, and the only Volvo that has a BMW engine. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Chuck Donnelly's Studebaker, which is amazing. And lastly, he said that this should be the biggest Class C field percentage ever. Uh, there's not very many A-class cars, and Pacific Northwest has thrown down the gauntlet to Colorado. The, the thing is rust in the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of no, rain, but they, they don't, don't they don't like salt the roads, right? No. Nope. Ha. And they also they rust kind of from the top down ish if they're near the coast. But if not, no, they just grow moss. Yeah. Various assorted Patina. lichens. Yes. Well, because nothing rusts in Colorado. It's like the driest lichens. atmosphere ever, you know in the world. Anyway, recent results. Uh, AER, American Endurance Racing, ran the full VIR course, and I'm sure it was a great race, and likely somebody won, but we have, uh, Metal's not here, and we don't know how to look up <laughs> AER results. We so, tried, and couldn't find them. I couldn't find them anywhere, so they, 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 they have a Facebook Here's your results. Page. A BMW won, another BMW took second, another BMW took third, and everyone else crashed. That's, that's the result. Oh, and a Porsche. No Porsches win? Nope. Uh, no, probably. Okay, Those idiots in the Mitsubishi Eclipses who cheat tend to win every now and then. So maybe, <laughs> who knows? I'm sorry, I couldn't it's find It's on it. the East Coast. So. If somebody knows where, where to find it, we could probably, I could have I, asked people, but I was trying to do it tonight, so I, I didn't see them. Who cares? Keep going. Okay. Yep. Results uh, don't matter. AER, right, uh, it was fun. They went to VIR. Yeah, right? I, and I didn't realize they were on full course. Uh, Champ Car hit the course at Nelson's Ledges. Saturday first was 90racing.com stupid name uh with 302 laps one lap back was the team sailing mustard in a boxster and two laps back from them was the visceral racing in an 87 944 on sunday first and second went to visceral racing which is always such a fun time both in porsches two laps apart uh those two cars were two laps apart third was team sailing ketchup in a boxster so do you really feel like you're a chump when your professional team in a professionally prepared boxster loses to somebody in an 87 944 hopefully <laughs> lucky dog was back east for race two of the three event carolina endurance cup they ran the charlotte roval saturday first was our friends and teammates from squirting coronas two laps back oh sorry from the squirting coronas that was the the little slk, SLK. Right? Yeah. yeah it was it was just darren and drew iron manning that thing really wow yeah. They did a great job. Nice. Two laps back, uh, 
Hot Rod Lincoln. And then seven laps back was Ghent Racing, G-H-E-N-T. We do not know what they had. We assume these guys had a Lincoln, but who knows what Ghent had. At this rate, our friends from Apocalyptic Racing also had a huge hit in the front end, but decided they had enough time to fix it and got back out there for Sunday's race. So uh, you rarely hear wrenching stories from other series, but, you know, get to oh, the I, East Coast. And did you see the, see the crash? I did bars? not. I had oh. zero bars at scout camp. I was like, oh. I had to stand on a rock and put my foot up just to send text <laughs> messages. Okay. I saw the pictures. It was oh, pretty okay. bad. I thought it was, it was terminal. And then they were just like, well, let's just try it. And they went back on that. What, on what car was it from Apocalyptic? Because they have a couple. The blue, the blue. Uh, the ZX. Yeah. 280ZX. Or 280ZX. 280ZX. Yeah. Yeah. Z cars, man, they are cursed, maybe. Especially with GM engines, which this yes. one is. Because they have an ecotech, right? Yeah. Uh Saturday first was Flying right. Moose. Twelve laps back was HMD Racing. And then Hot Rod Lincoln came in third again. And the Cadillac XLR finished 13th on Saturday and fifth on Sunday. Wow. Again, if someone beats you in a Lincoln and a shitty Volvo, and you have an XLR. Time to rethink your life. Well, hey, at least an XLR is out there. I'll give it's it credit true. for that. Uh, lastly, WRL was at Road Atlanta. Saturday first was Irish Mike. 16 seconds back was ACI. And then Kingpin Racing, 24 seconds behind them. Sunday first was Team GTR 99. Apparently 1.4 seconds ahead of ACI Ooh. Motorsports. Whew, good for them. Two laps Sweet. behind them was ACP. I don't know what kind of car these people had. I don't but there, there you go. was on race monitor. I mean, I showed him just to make sure I was yeah. like, am I reading this right? Just to make yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Listener feedback time. Do you want me to do mine? Yeah. That's why it's blue. I love the show. I'm red. I'm green. So I was like, oh, why is green? I'm yeah, green. Sorry. So I'm like, oh, mental. Go ahead and read it. Oh, wait. Crickets. Yeah, let's get let's here, Jeff. Your listener feedback. Let's okay. Hear. So my listener feedback, Matt is great. You should have him on all the time and fire me. No, no. We, we need someone that. with a degree in radio and communications we don't. here. We so don't. he can hold up a, a little uh, hand no, radio. Because <laughs> <laughs> we a had good to show. find our little hand radio last time I, when you I, were I here. Know. It was a good show. I loved it. I loved it. I'd wa- I'd listen to it again and again if I wasn't on the podcast. Uh, uh, while great. we were working. Uh, this is you. While you guys were working on the Mazda and Corvette on Sunday, Chrissy asked, what you working on? And Bill and Vicky were prepping three cars for Pit Race HPDE. One of them, Jim will be driving because his, what is it? Blackbird Racing NC Miata roll bar will not be in on time. So, uh, yeah, so he is prepping and they're prepping El Jefe for the race at Thompson uh, for their first ever all-female team event well i mean we know we have they have vicky and jen and jen so i wonder if they're bringing in a couple of hot shoes i've i i've seen a few pictures of the team standing at the airport but i don't know who they are hmm. we'll find out this weekend hmm. they actually interviewed a couple of female racers recently i wonder if that's who they are maybe uh, James M was doing fryer suppression, cool shirt, AccuSump, race oil pan, and other cheesy stuff for Thompson on his Corvette. Hello, saw that in Corvette, oh. Corvette magazine. I'm pretty sure. Corvette magazine. Corvette magazine! Yep. Yeah, I think he had both of his Corvettes totally busted ass at last time at Thompson. So pretty I think sure. that's what happens with Corvettes. Yeah. Uh, 
Tyler S. just, you, uh, he says, just use nearly all the tools I have, including fire and lots of brush and waste and gasoline and a propane torch to get one bolt loose. I've had those weekends. No. Yeah. Matt Farincheck of Matt Farincheck Motorsports says he checked the T-Bird out to make sure it's still square after one of our guys got broadsided at NJMP. Eric, that's right. Eric K delivered a newer Honda CRV to his parents and picked up his Cayman with the new Olin's suspension. Fancy, fancy. Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, keep work, keep building that thing for the next owner. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nate A said he's trying to fit his six point uh, six foot four frame into an NC Miata. Are you bolting the seat mounts straight to the floor plan? Floor, excuse me, floor <laughs> pan. Plan. We don't know yet. We had, although we haven't put Jim in with the roll bar yet, so we don't know. Jim, uh, when he sat, his regular head was basically right in line with the regular roll hoop things. So his helmeted head should put pretty far below the Blackbird bar because I think they said it's like three inches higher than the regular bar. So that's good. And Jim has a very, his, his butthole to crown measurement is the highest of all of us. That's why we keep having to lower seats and lower stuff seats, cars yeah. to get it to fit. Yeah. Uh, I heard Donnie was at Daytona. I'm sure it was ruined because of his presence. Probably. He probably brought a gator and bath salts and ate somebody's face and then vacuumed the floor. It's about right. And they did quadratic equations in the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt down the Applebee's, all those things. Yeah. Right, okay. second racing, lemons, I race. No, uh, nothing, right? Nope. Nothing. Another season coming at some Squad douche. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Everybody needs a little bit of time off. Yes. Racers, people that. Do we ever take a Monday off? No, heck no, no we didn't. No, no. Nope. Uh, we don't always all go, but we always sure. have it. So we did something different, uh, and we had two different kinds of NASCARs at Watkins Glen Cup Course. The first was newer cup cars and then Xfinity cars. From the iRacing correspondent, the Warp Burglar Aaron, he said, so the first uh, first race of cup cars, Lady A stole it. Lady A did a great job of uh, surviving the carnage. She was, uh, it was me leading, this is Aaron, Aaron speaking, uh, leading, and then Spencer in Second until I got taken out by a lap, uh, taken out by lap traffic and Spencer spun a few times after leading half of the race. He spun in the last turn, chasing down Lady A. Good. Good job. That's fantastic. Lady A like bought a sim like a week ago. Like she literally did not have a steering wheel set up. No, in the throughout all of COVID and got it at the last second. So I didn't realize she updated her. She, she, oh, she was doing like like regular controllers yeah that's why there's plenty of races where she and i sat at the back and didn't do very well uh but that makes a lot of sense and good for her uh and then there was an xfinity race some fat burger stealing something snatched at the top spot then me and spencer and santiago battled out for a second uh in the race spencer and i pulled away he passed me for the lead spun a few times and that was that no oh. good time by all yeah Santiago uh, won some trophy yeah, at the I last Yeah, I forgot to thing. add that in here. We, we should have put that in there. We will put it in for next week. He also like got a new livery for his for his uh, FRS or whatever the thing is. And uh, it looks pretty hot. It's blue and red. 
You know who never spins when they have the lead of the race? Good idea. It's Chrissy's mom. Yep. True. Let's keep it that Hi. way. Yep. Don't spin. Hi. Yep. Nice. Special announcement. Uh, for those of you playing at home, this is our 200th show. And we had planned to like do a big celebration, but then it seemed weird because like mental's not going to be here for a couple of weeks and we didn't want to do it without him. So we're going to celebrate our 200th episode with a live ask me anything, but it's going to be like episode 204. Do we know what date that's going to be? Whatever date he comes back. I don't know. It's um, like September. It'll be like mid August, like after our Thompson show. Yeah. Like August 18th, 19th ish. Somewhere in there. So, yeah. So we're going to do a live show. We're going to do an Ask Me Anything. That means you can start writing in your questions now. Hit us up on the social media. Say, I went in on the live show. Or here's a question I really want you to answer. Ask Me Anything. Show 204. So we got four shows till we get there. Um, But each week between now and then without mental, we're going to do a little bit of reminiscing. And we're going to talk about just a few things to remind us about the 200 episodes. Uh, Tonight's prompt is what was your favorite guest and why? Would you like me to go first or Chris? Because I see what you got going there. I like yours because yours is earlier than mine. Okay, I'll go. I'll say it was Bill. And Bill's now going, what? Really? (laughs) He's going, Uh, me? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) they like me. I know, right? And, and I'll say this because it, it was early on, like fairly, really, like like show f- twenty or fifteen or something like that. And I think it really helped set the tone for the future of the show and where we're going with it, and our involvement in lemons and and whatnot, and also helped make some great new friends. So, yeah, I think that was great. That that is a great um, result of the podcast. We've made so many friends that we wouldn't have, we wouldn't we we would have seen him in Meet Space like once a year and not really know you know been like oh that's that guy, but we really get to know them through interacting with the show. So that's why it's cool. Uh, and I'm gonna say something totally different and off the wall, and it's a slightly more recent one, uh, and slightly more obvious, I guess. And that's Jay Lamb. I really loved having Jay on the show because we really didn't talk about lemons and lemons races too much. We really got to talk about some of his, uh, his earlier career as a, as a journalist and, you know, car culture stuff and electric car stuff. So it was really great because every time I see Jay on anything, what he talks about is lemons. So since we kind of already knew that we kind of like, said okay here's the 11 stuff now it's turn left and talk about this other stuff so um yeah i mean that was probably that's pre-covid right yeah so that was well over a year and a half ago it was probably 50 shows ago and he talked about the impending electric race car teams that were going to try and win lemons and we have yet to see a really good effort Mm, nope so yeah still very valid so go back and check out the jay lamb show yeah jay's just an interesting person just absolutely outside of the lemon stuff yeah this is Chrissy. a struggle i don't know how to pick one like how do you well, pick one pick pick a favorite not necessarily yeah. the favorite well i will pick two um spank uh because yes. because yep. 
so, and it's one of those things like, because we know him and, and we, all of you, if you've watched it, you didn't get to see all the funny things that were happening. It was such a shtick. He's like the nicest, calmest, like pretty low key guy for the most part. And when he's not super stressed about racing and stuff. So, uh, it was really funny. I think I just, my cheeks hurt. I laughed so hard. Um, uh, and then I also really enjoy having Hamza on. So he's my, my second, I think he fits well with our personalities and it's nice. I mean, maybe he's just kind of like the, you know, shoe in fourth host. But. Hamza was great because not only was he had a great topic and he got to talk about it, but it was highly technical and stuff that we could not have covered ourselves. Like it was, it was great listening to, to uh, Matt last week, pantless Matt. You know, we could have, it was, you know, we kind of knew him and knew what he was going to say. Hamza really impressed me with his technical knowledge. Well, that's I, also Hamza in life. That's true. I mean, he's got like <laughs> 37 engineering degrees and, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, nice cool. wrap up. We are, like I said, we're going to do some more of this uh, each week in the next couple of weeks. So if there's something you want to say about your favorite guests that you've heard in the past 200 episodes, my God, I hope you didn't listen to all 200 episodes. I feel sorry for you. I know a handful um, of people that did. Uh, but if you did, yeah. and if you have a favorite uh, interview topic, please tell us what it was. And, and if it's Ask Me Anything show sometime soon, we want to start collecting those ask questions correct absolutely so send your questions great but we won't answer them until the ama no no we'll just start collecting them may topic time a short one because we already did most of a shoe with some other stuff (laughs) wow (laughs) the notes don't say that the notes don't say that good good job uh (laughs) yeah main topic it's kind of a short one but not a short one because you might ask me about my new car and I might start talking about it a lot. So uh, we're talking about buying a car sight unseen. Um, all of us have done it recently. All of us on this podcast, at least. And we did it in totally different ways. Um, and we did it in totally different markets. But a lot of the similar reasons we might find out when we talk to each other on the whys and the hows and the what fors. So, uh, yeah, what, what are we going to start with? We're going to start with the Merc or the NSX? It, let's do both. We let's can do just... both. Do both of them together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us what you bought and where did you buy it? Chris, you want to start with the Mercedes? Or yeah, let's NSX? start with the Mercedes. Yes. So, I mean, all y'all you probably listened to our, our, our progression on what we've we're planning on doing um that this the a 400 wagon mercedes uh was, was supposed to replace the 300 uh the 250 mile chassis mazda 3 that was became the race car so uh we figured out what we wanted by uh process of elimination so we've we're really good about in our our garage i mean i, I say this when we have ten thousand cars but we usually try to have each of our cars have its own um use of in our lives right so the the uh, we wanted a wagon long for roof for life go long roof for life um we wanted to make sure we had a wagon because we i like to be able to drive it anywhere but i also can go to any store load it all up go to ikea buy furniture put it all in the mazda and bring it all home and it was all fine so mazda's uh the wagons are just important in our lives and so we wanted to replace it with a wagon that was the you know hard stop that it needed to happen 
So we had a couple of different options. Uh, we even went to the internet and asked for more options. And then we said, no, we went back to our options. Um, we kind of talked to us about this in a, in passing and didn't really necessarily uh, talk about what, how we came to get what we got, but we uh, looked at a Jag. We looked at um, Panamera. Panamera. Yes. That was kind of boring. Um, oh no. The Porsche people are clutching their pearls. Oh, yeah. It really was. It, it was, was the boring. worst driving of the three we drove. Yeah. Wow. I'm just like not it was a V six one. It was just it was like eh. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure that might have been the, I'm sure the V eight and Turbo S ones are much more exciting, but the yeah. normal V six Panamera four was just like well, eh. and you were getting rid of the six point three liter AMG because you didn't want that in your daily. No, because we were trying to go something. down a car. Yeah, yeah. We were combining the Mazda and the AMG into one car because we had too many cars and Metal wanted it. So it made it easy. Um, so we had, and we had thought we had thought about a couple other cars and just had not looked at it. You know, we, I, I axed off the Mazda three quickly because the hatch was just not big enough for what we wanted it to be. We drove uh, one too, and it wasn't quite exciting yeah. interesting enough and it was yeah i mean small. it seems like so long ago when and, we decided and you to tried subject. to drive a civic type r i mean you yeah. had you had <laughs> wide you can't you're casting a wide net as you decided yeah. what to get yeah hatches of all sizes maybe not exactly all long roofs but we wanted to make sure and one of our our ideas was we would like to bring uh Chris and I, plus my parents, plus a trunk full of stuff and be able to go to our Jer to the Jersey shore. Um, and none of us pack light. So that was one of the kind of parameters of what we would like to be able to do with it. Uh, and we have done that. Yes, we did. No, not yet. No, we took their, took their car. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of one of the parameters of like, how much crap can we put in this? It makes me think of the Citroen about how you're supposed to carry with a travel with another, uh, <laughs> another couple. And then you should be able to go to France or Paris and back, uh, and to the, to the south of France. Right, yes. right. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so we found an E4. So I just decided on an E400 wagon. We uh, saw one, drove one. Uh, it was not the right color combo that we wanted, but I basically said yes to the dress. And, uh, if hopefully, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, I said, yeah, I think we're, we're going to get this. And so now it was the search for exactly what we wanted. We want the color combo. You want the interior combo. Um, and Chris, I think you should start talking about how you went on the hunt to find the perfect car. I just started looking like every day at what Mercedes had on their CPO site for that has of all what all our dealers inventory is that has a really incredible inventory because or, or info because it breaks it all down by the VIN. They know exactly what options are on it. And so it's really easy to tell. So I did that. And then occasionally would check cars.com and auto trader. And so I was watching the market for months and it turns out the exact thing we wanted of, you know, blue, white, or green with a Brown interior and premium three package was really kind of hard to find. But then eventually this one popped up in California and uh, we bought it at peak COVID and had it shipped. And so in a little more, we'll talk about, what exactly was about this one that made us buy it? But, uh, and the, how, what was the mechanism? Was it a Mercedes CPO? Was it a car? It was, not, it was a, it was a high end kind of independent used car dealer that had bought it wholesale from a, it was, had been traded into a, a GMC dealer. I probably got a suburban or something. Um, and that dealer wholesaled it to this small used car lot. So I can say why, why we picked that one. Just looking at it very carefully, 
it looked to be in good condition from everything we could tell. We had looked at a few in person and knew, kind of knew where the wear spots were and didn't see any of them on this one. Um, Carfax was clean, which is not always indicative, but it's a nice, it's a nice to have. Um, and you know, it, it was so it was 25,000 miles and it was under warranty. So as long as it hadn't been crashed, anything else was going to get fixed. Can, so, I, can I highlight one of the details that you were kind of adamant about? And I yeah. think it was the package. It was in the package, but when you would try to figure out if it had vented seats, uh, when you would zoom in on the doors and try to see if it had three buttons yeah. to make sure that <laughs> it had the vented seats. Absolutely. Uh, and it's just things like that is the, the level yeah, of detail. Yeah. And then you end up getting something that you, you're pretty sure you know what you get, even if it's actually sight unseen, you're only seeing the pictures. If you take the time to actually really look at the pictures, ask yeah. for more if you can. I mean, I know we might be getting this later, but that was a kind of a detail that I don't know that everybody does, but you, this was a hard stop for you. You wanted the vented seats. So yeah. for which we use all the time, um, but it was a thing that you did. Yeah. Which, you know, I do figure it out and then you start looking, but really the car was so new that it really, unless it's been crashed, how bad is it going to be? Like it, it's under warranty. So I okay. found a few that had dents. We'd seen one yeah. actually the day, like it was the weekend of COVID because they were about to shut the doors. We showed up and we were like, Hey, can we drive this car? And they're like, well, we're not going anywhere near anybody because we're going to shut down like right now. So we took the car. Um, but that had a lot of dents on it. So it's one of those things like sometimes you can't really see yeah. it until you, you really see the see it in the light yeah. and and a couple of dents is not a big deal, but we had a lot of really good quality pictures from the one in California. Like I asked him to send me the high res versions and I did, and we put them up on the big screen and looked good. So we did it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so I get, should I do the same thing on the NSX now? Sure. Quick? So we knew we wanted something fun to replace the Z4M. We knew it. We wanted the top to come off or down something that was not really going to depreciate anymore. Something that was a modern classic. Um, and that we wanted it to be able to like go to the Cape and back reliably and just to work fairly well and that the air conditioning would work nicely. Um, and then it'd just be kind of a usable car. So we narrowed it down from everything we were looking at initially to a 997 turbo cab manual, an Aston Martin DB9 Volante convertible manual, which are hen's teeth, but they exist. And the NSX and we drove one of these of is not like the other yeah. the well, Aston would have been a terrible choice oh we know we drove one it's so pretty though it's so pretty oh, it was you awful. said reliable it's so back pretty. and forth to the Cape reliably it's so pretty uh so we drove them all the Aston felt like the like our Mercedes AMG but not as good really the Porsche was lovely but you know it was the NSX was the NSX just felt more special, I guess. And in the end, we can always keep buying another Porsche turbo cab convertible. They're still making them, but they're never making any more NSX Targas like they'd had originally. So we got that one. Nice. And uh, how did you find this specific example? Same thing. Just scoured everywhere for months, but it was having a lot more like NSX prime and, um, you know, the, again, the used car sites looking, looking for there. We're looking for anything that was a target top. And if, if we could get a 97 or newer with a 3.2 liter and six speed, great. If we happen to get an 02 to 05 for the right price, fantastic. And this one was popped up in Jacksonville, Florida. And the price was reasonable, looked good in the pictures. And I, I, this one, the, the previous owner is what sold me on the car. Nice older guy. 
I, you know, the pictures of his house that was in front of was obviously a very nice house, but in talking to him, he's like, you know, I just have too many cars right now. And I just got this Bentley that I've wanted for a long time. And, you know, I just, I can't get in and out. Got of the, the Bentega. Is that what he did? No, he got it. It was continental. Oh, okay. Um, but he, you know, he's like, I just can't get in and out of the NSX very well. Yeah. So that's it. And then the previous owner like was a doctor in Florida. And so I called even the, the dealer that I, that it was from, and they sent me all the service records. And I, so once I saw all that, I said, yeah, okay, this, this is great. And it was cause it, it was a good deal on an 05, like, and price has only gone up since then. It's been a wonderful car. Awesome. So, uh, should we do those questions with the Hyundai or finish out those two? About the hardest part in the list. You can finish out these two, maybe, and okay, then you can ahead. talk for a lot. You can wa- you can wax ecstatic about oh, the Veloster for as long as you want. <laughs> um, how did the purchase happen? The NSX, I uh, got K cashier's check from the bank, and I sent the guy a picture of it ahead of time. So like, well, that was a private verify. sale. That's really I think what we're saying. Private yeah. sale. It wasn't an auction. Yeah, you didn't private have to win an auction NSX. or anything like that. Yep. And we not really drove... the mechanism of the cash. That wasn't yes. what I was thinking. Fine. We drove to Jacksonville, Jacksonville? Florida <laughs> with the with the suburban towing the open trailer. Drove it around the guy's gated community. We're like, Sunday. it shifts okay. Uh the the radio gave us a problem, it still does. Uh but other than that, it's yeah. We were like we and you can only drive 30 <laughs> like yeah. we're in a residential neighborhood that you can't leave so we're like yeah, yeah. shift sounds everything fine. looked great it was so clean loaded, loaded up, up drove, home. drove home and yeah mercedes was small dealer and just same you know just did all the paperwork sent them a check and uh found a shipping company and three days after that shipping company picked the car up it showed up here but peak COVID, no one on the roads. I think they were just hammered down the whole way. Yeah. And it was this, the trouble got a tractor trailer with seven other things or was it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the park in like, yeah. In a There's a strip, strip mall, mall not too far from us. We, I directed them to, that they could turn around and, but it actually had a bunch of oil on the roof when it showed up because there was a 123 diesel Mercedes above it in the, because oh. ours, ours was at the best spot. It was the very furthest one forward towards the cab yeah toward the cab on the bottom row so it was, yeah, was the most protected spot but this diesel old diesel mercedes leaked a bunch of oil on the roof when we got it <laughs> oh well it's fine it cleaned off it cleaned off it, it wasn't gasoline or something that yeah. could have eaten the paint no it so. cleaned up great yeah and they are both beautiful cars in beautiful condition so yeah, I, I am I am amazed that it has that the Mercedes has twenty five thousand miles on it because well, it looks now, but well, yeah, but I mean it was it was crisp and choice and didn't look like there was anything on it. Yeah, I think that's the nice. the question's not on here, but that's the funnest part when it show, and I'm sure you can agree when it shows up on the trailer and you haven't seen it and you're like it was absolutely better than we thought it was going to be and that's what's fun. Yeah, if that's the if that is the case, if it's worse than you thought it was going to be, sure. At all, and they don't they don't smash the front valance as they're taking it off the trailer or anything like that, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you did a dealer and a private sale. Yeah. A, a, a independent dealer and a private sale. <laughs> um, both easy, no surprises, no issues. Um, you know, you 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 basically went there with your finances in hand and basically handed it to them. So yeah. no extra haggling or the, anything like that. The dealer in California missed one form that we needed 
of the title transfer between the original owner and the GMC dealer. And then them, there was a form missing that we couldn't title it. So they overnighted that to us. And also very fortunately, it, then it was COVID. So we couldn't go anywhere anyway. Play, things were just barely open. Yeah, so, so if we were your like, plates ah. were like a couple of weeks, well, like, oh, it didn't matter. We didn't have, fortunately, California plates stay with the car for life. So it still had its California plates on it. So we drove it around on the California plates, but with all of the paperwork to say like, we so can't we register. It. <laughs> we are <laughs> not physically unable to register it. They won't let us in the building, but here, look, we have it. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. All right. Um, why did I buy the Veloster? And I've talked a lot about it on this podcast. Uh, I was replacing a daily and a fun car. Yeah. So I was looking for something stick, hatch, small, fun. Well, you haven't had like a fun like car. Like a speedy car in a very like, long ever. time. You know, well, I mean, close you had a, yeah, the closest you had was like Miracle. You, that was like your fun car. And the Talon was... <laughs> sure the talent i guess is the last car that you picked because you wanted it yeah and it was turquoise and now i have baby blue so i, I don't know maybe it's a thing of mine yeah. i don't know i didn't mean to um yeah so it has been a long time since i've had like a fun daily and not that the mazda 3 wasn't fun because the protege 5 and the mazda 3 were both fantastically fun cars but i would not call them fast or quick or anything like that they handle great but it's not it's not a speedster yeah. to say the least. Um, so I, I, and I test drove a lot of things, but they were all small hatchbacks with sticks. And the only thing that really even came close was the, um, was the focus ST. Um, I did not end up driving a, a, a fist, a, a, um, uh, whatever they call Fiesta. it, Fiesta ST, uh, because I could not find a fist that was local to me to drive, but I did drive uh, a few other things that were not really, not really, really in the, in the list. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, when you're out there driving stuff, just drive stuff. Um, so yeah, so I bought a, I wanted to buy a Veloster and I just checked my Facebook today to see how long it took me to find it. I drove a Veloster N at a Maryland dealership on January 24th. So it was almost perfectly six months between the time I said, yeah, that's what I'm going to buy and actually taking delivery. So, so it's about how long it took us to find both the other two cars we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've how long are... it took me to find the, the CLS too. Yeah. Back when we bought that. I, I, I guess the word is be patient. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So we all know what's happening in the used car market right now. It's absolutely insane. The prices are insane. Uh, the Velosters on the new lots are impossible to find. They're putting three to $5,000 on the sticker. And there is no way I was paying over sticker for a new car. I didn't even want a new one. <laughs> so there was no, no reason to get a new one. Um, but I wanted the lowest miles possible. I wanted white or blue. I had never really even seen a blue one in the flesh until the one arrived. And Chrissy, you were so right. When the Carvana van pulled up in front of me, the little truck, just like on the TV commercial, uh, and it was in the sun, it was like one in the afternoon. I was like, <sighs> the blue. 
It is so gosh darn blue. It is like blue. We saw one at the car show. Yeah. Yes. I. I, I mean, I yeah. haven't seen them on the street. I okay. Seen sure. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or if yeah. you see so it, it's quick passing kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I haven't seen one outside. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I saw one on a transport truck going the other way down a highway, and I was like, Jim. A blue one, a blue one. <laughs> he was like, "Should I follow it?" I think we were like going to get the um the 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 Miata. So anyway, uh yeah, so th- there that's what it was. Um, I looked so- for six months. I was looking on the major uh multiple listing sites. So it was Auto Tempest that I actually found the best way to sort by distance and sort by mileage and sort by price and stick only because I did not want the DCT, even though I'm sure it is better, as everyone says, I, I want to row my own. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't going to buy from Carvana, but I got to say their website is amazing. There's a reason they're selling all those cars. The extremely detailed pictures, the we are going to show you every scratch and tell you about everything. I mean, this had three imperfections listed on the Carvana site. I could only find two of them. Like one of them is a spec so small that I literally, if it wasn't like right above the door handle, so I knew where to locate it, I wouldn't be able to locate it. Well, so 1400 miles like you hope it's a it's you hope much, right? yeah yeah but yeah. their level of detail was this on all of them so again i had the carfax was right you know you could click on the carfax they have a seven-day test drive but you can't test drive it this is their deal you can't go to the dealer if it's local and check it out they say buy it and we will bring it to you and you have seven days to get your money back and the second you push the yes, I will buy this, the clock starts ticking to have all of your paperwork in all of your ducks in a row. And um, somebody once said that it was like, as e- somebody said it was as easy as buying off of Amazon. It is not. Um, there are some tactics that the Carvana website uses to try and convince you to use their financing versus your financing. So you had to like, actually like look to where it say, no, 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 I already have my financing in place, you know? So there a couple of little things and I wouldn't say it was underhanded. It was just like, they throw two questions. They throw a question at you with two answers and you're like, neither of those are the answer that I want. And you basically have to like find the more options button to find the things you want. So there's a little bit of internet mm. trickery on their website that I was not too thrilled with. Um, and when you call them, you have to wait a long time on the phone. So the, the problems that I was having were not Carvana related as much as they were my credit mm. union related um, and my credit union. Okay. So I purchased this the Wednesday before July 4th weekend and the clock started ticking and my credit union was like, yeah, we're close to the weekend. So like I had to drive to Trenton, New Jersey to stand in a hella log line to get my check so that I could scan the, you know, like if I was at a dealership, I could have handed them $500 and they would have held it for three weeks. Mm -hmm. 
this is not what Carvana does. You have to have all of your ducks in a row and they keep threatening or else we're going to put it back on the market or else you're going to lose it and have to redo all the paperwork and then it's open for everyone. So the, the hoops that I had to jump through to get all of my paperwork in a row was actually very difficult. And, you know, they like even today, like they still haven't figured out how to suck the money out of my bank account for the down payment. So I had to like call my credit union and be like, I don't know what their problem is. Now I need to do a wire transfer. So, you know, the, 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 the yeah. So, you know, we went to a Tesla dealer. I right. found that they were much more willing to like service the internet purchase process than Carvana, whose entire thing is internet selling of cars. So hmm. the car was excellent. The site was excellent. The details were excellent. I felt very comfortable making the purchase, but the service between, yes, I will buy this and the time that it showed up was, was, uh, was difficult. I spent an entire day on different, um, different holds. Like I, I can sing the Carvana hold music in my brain <laughs> right now. <laughs> and they were always pleasant and they were, all, but you know, like it just, it just wasn't as smooth as you know, I, I when I bought my truck from a local used car dealer, because as soon yeah. as I put cash in his hand, it was my truck to then make sure I can get my stuff together. Yeah. So, Interesting. but other than that, the car is flipping fantastic. So, um, and I am still within a couple of days of my seven day return. So if, uh, and they will also let you trade it for a different car on Carvana. As long as you don't put more than 400 miles on it which I think I'm over already. I don't know. Too late. I to look. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm already over 140 on it. Oh, that's not miles. That's miles per hour. Uh, it's fine. It was yeah. in Mexico, right? It was in Mexico. It's absolutely so, Mexico. The, the, the next question that for us for all of these is why didn't we get these locally? <sighs> uh, there was one locally at a local dealer and literally talking to a dealer made me vomit in my mouth a little. Especially a Hyundai dealer. Like they're, just, they're not known for their you know, great service. I, the one that I drove, the one in January that I drove was at a Hyundai dealer. And I, and I may have told the story of the podcast. So I apologize. There was, it was like a, it was like a 4,000 mile vehicle and they had like $3,000 in like, like, restoration or i can't remember prepare yes. like dealer preparing and i said it's four thousand mile car what are you preparing and the the salesman was like oh well that's a state law we have to do that uh. and then when like the manager came over to run prices i was like your price is nuts dude i mean you can run prices but i'm probably not buying this today because i already think it's too pricey and he said well what if i took off the three thousand dollar reconditioning fee? i'm like that mother effort right there just said state law and like i was immediately like uh, turned off completely by the deal like i said i've never had a good moment with a dealership where i didn't say you were an asshole like almost directly to their face hmm. we did at the honda dealer pretty much but yeah. uh, the, but buying the mercedes was really easy they were really nice to deal with all the whole time and i should say the whole process of buying buying a luxury car the dealers are just nicer 
Uh, you you absolutely could be true because I have never bought from a luxury dealer. Nicer like the people at the Jag dealer. Great. Like, you know, the Mercedes dealers we went to several. So nice. No problem. Very little. I mean, they ask for the sale, but they do it very professionally and nicely. Like they're great. Yeah. The local internet guys I bought the trucks from, not the internet guys, the local dealer, mm-hmm. the independent used car lots <clears throat> that I bought both of my trucks from were absolutely fine. Yeah. It's just, if it has a car manufacturer logo on the building, I'm like, yeah. I'm already choking on it. Yeah. Try, try fancy ones there. They seem to be nicer. I can't from what afford we can fancy cars. I have well, a racing addiction. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Uh, all right. So yeah. why did we didn't get ours locally? Cause they don't exist locally. Like uh, there's only so many NSXs for sale at any time. We were looking for the right one. And we did, we did uh, drive an E400. We went to Harrisburgish. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't the right colors. So, and also fairly hard to find, but also we were picky about the options and the colors. So and we drove the other blue one right before, in, right before we bought ours. We drove that other blue one you talked about earlier, right when COVID was starting. So we, tr- yes. like, we would have been okay with local, but the one we got was a better, better pr- condition, better price. California car can't go wrong with California cars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so is there any like piece of advice out there other than go to better dealers that you would give to someone who's thinking about purchasing sight unseen? Be patient and don't be afraid to say no to the, to the, to the wrong car. You know, you're kind of excited. Like maybe this is it. And you kind of push it through instead of no, wait, Wait for the right car to come along. Everyone always, you guys, you mentally, all everybody always says, "Oh, Chris, how do you?" The cars we buy always are good, and that's why. Like, we don't rush into it because we don't need to. Usually, we wait for the right car, and then you pull the trigger quickly when the right car is there. Yeah, that's absolutely my experience. There were fifteen cars a week, fifteen Hyundai Veloceters a week that I saw popping up on the, uh, the, the, um, whatever, what the heck was I, what did I say? I, I was looking at Auto Tempest. Auto Tempest on Auto Tempest. And half of them were Carvana cars. Carvana really does have the slightly used car market cornered. So why did you pick this one? We didn't talk about that. Oh, why the super, super low models blue with a price that was right. So it's a performance pack. Anything that didn't have a performance pack was immediately written off um anything that should have been standard from the start yes, come on yeah should have been and in 2021 they are standard like they yeah. don't offer the non-performance pack anymore so it had to have a performance pack and it had to be priced right and they were basically the same price as things that had twenty thousand miles on it and with a stick car i would rather have the lowest miles possible especially a car that is likely to be hooned by right <laughs> Right. And the Carfax was really interesting. Um, It had been purchased like right before COVID and it got like no miles on it. I can only assume that the guy who, who, I assume guy, I don't assume male, the person who bought it um, was made an offer more than he purchased it for because the price has gone up in 2020. 
they were five, the sticker was $5,000 less than the sticker was in 2021 and they're getting near sticker. So yeah, I assume he walked into a Hyundai dealership, bought either a DCT or a Sonata or whatever, bought something else and was given more money than he actually paid for it. Cool. All right. Yeah. So we know the hardest part of yours was the, was the financing. Easiest part was actually the buying. So, yeah. The, the buying and the delivery was really yeah. easy. Like finding it, searching for it, making sure it was the right one. Like I said, their, their site was really, really good. You know, zoom in on any picture, look at every single wheel. I mean, I could read the tires in the pictures. So I knew that it still had the original set of tires on it. And they Excellent. showed how many millimeters or whatever it is. Not, tread. They tread 30 they, seconds they should, yeah 30 seconds they, they all still had nine thirty seconds or more was part of the carvana promise and i was worried that they transferred them out because it's a hyundai veloster n specific p0 <laughs> yeah which i can't wait to get rid of and probably get 18 inch tires because 19s will eat me out of house and home so but for now, they're so cool. They are very nice. And I, and it's, it's like every, and, and I, so my, my Mazda three was a 2012 and it was, you know, a, a moderately less expensive car. I think the sticker on it was, was like 19. I think I paid 20 when I put a couple options on it. Um, like Apple CarPlay and having a backup camera and having oh ice cold air conditioning. How much I missed ice cold <laughs> air conditioning. Well, you could have oh. had that in your other <laughs> in your other car. You just had to fix it. I know, but it was like you know. Well, I like got rid of it. Yeah. The the, the and and the Kegels on the on the the Veloster N are crazy. Like the amount of settings and suspension settings are just insane. And I'm still not even sure I have them all right. I'm discovering stuff every day. So well, we'll see it this weekend. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, I'd say sum up. Don't worry about buying a car from a long way away, but do it the right way. And don't think you have to take any crap from any local dealer. They all have internet departments and they will all sell you without walking in the building. Especially now. Especially now. Nobody wants to talk to anybody. The best part about COVID was taking test drives without anyone in there. Yeah. Good times. All right. Have we done the topic? Can we move on? Yeah. Is this adjust the tip, Chrissy? I'm reading your notes. Is this a safety tip or is this? I think it's safety related. I wrote safety it. Safety Okay. It's safety related. It's a it's financial safety. Okay. It's on topic. Sure. Then I will say just the, the tip. 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 I'm sorry. Is this all me? Sure. Why not? Okay. Great. Or not. Or I can. I'll do. But, how about it? we'll split it up? Okay. Great. I'll start out because it's pink. Uh. Online buying can be a hot mess. Don't be one of the people that falls for the typical too-good-to-be-true deals online. Here are some info straight from the FBI on how to avoid scams. A, anything that says interesting trades, 
you don't want it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, for, so fake advertisements are out there a lot. Um, they include photos matching the description of the vehicle and a phone number or an email address to contact the supposed seller. But once contact is established, the criminal sends the intended buyer additional photos along with addition, the discounted price and some sort of urgency for the transaction. The first thing they say is, oh, my God, I need to get rid of this right now. I'm being deployed in the military and it needs to go. Or I just got a divorce and it needs to be gone today. And I need the money today. Get, send me the money now, if they are forcing you to send the money now, that is probably a good reason to be wary, um, especially if it's always like it's never their car. I'm selling this for my brother who's in the hospital, who's having a cart replacement or they just died and I need get rid of it. <laughs> Smell that? It's a scam. Anything where they pay you extra for the shipping and send you the, oh, send me, just send me the difference. Oh, no problem. Yeah. All right. So some tips from the FBI for avoiding fraudulent online vehicle sales. If it appears to be too good to be true, it probably is. Yep. Use the internet to research the advertised item in the seller's name, email address, telephone numbers, and other unique identifiers. Make sure it's theirs. Use the internet to research the company's contact information and its shipping and payment policies before you complete a transaction. <clears throat> Ensure the legitimacy of the contact information and that the company accepts the requested payment option. Like, no, we're not going to take payment at Amazon gift cards for this thing. What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. Uh, avoid sellers who refuse to meet in person or who refuse to allow the buyer to physically inspect the car before purchase. Yep. Ask for the VIN license plate name of the person who is currently registered to or hey a picture of the title is a great way to go that's that's what we actually got with the nsx he sent his picture of the title i sent him a picture of the checks it's, all right i i had uploaded uh front and back of check to carvana and and they did a three-way phone call with my bank to approve the to make sure the funds were in place yep. but they did not take the money until the day i took delivery good and lastly, criminals take extra effort to disguise themselves and may have recognizable words in their email or domain. If you're suspicious or unsure about an email that claims to be from a legitimate business, locate the business online and contact them directly. Don't click on stuff in emails that you don't aren't sure of, folks. That's good internet safety in general. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I think all of us used a reputable third party for our purchase. Like, how did you find the NSX? Was it on Auto Trader? Auto Trader. So, yeah. And then you drove to his house. Yeah. yeah. So, and moved the one Porsche out of the way and then looked at the other Porsche and the Bentley and then the Mercedes he had to put in the street so we could get in there. Yeah. I felt okay about that one. Yeah. You're probably okay with that. <laughs> it's kind of buy a guy you want to buy a supercar for. Awesome. Hey, if any of you have any tips out there for buying a car or any scam stories, we would love to hear them and include them next week in our listener feedback. So uh, if you ever got taken and uh, no, Donnie, I don't mean because you bought a rust bucket and it was an actual rust bucket. Uh, if anybody's got any good stories, hit us up on the social media or on the email. Everyone.racers at gmail.com. Next show promo. Do we know what we're doing next week? No, no. Uh, yes. Oh wait, yes. no. Oh, we we do. do. We do. Yes. We, uh, well, this is this is going to be news for the person that we want to have on the show, but I think it'll work. We're going to wrap up our pit race HPDE, 
Oh yes, because uh, that's where we're going this weekend. And we we hey Bill, you heard it here first. We'd like to have you on the show, Bill. Oh, your guest favorite host guest to help talk about the HPD weekend we had. Did did Go I in. mention that I was on Bill's podcast talking about Marvel stuff? Did that come up no. at all? No. Okay, like, right yeah. before I left for Scout Camp, me and Josh, my my thirteen year old, were on his podcast talking about WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we had all seen the new Black uh, Widow movie. So, and uh, we talked about Loki too. So yeah, Great. check out the Garage Heroes in Training podcast. Excellent. Cool. I'm supposed to have the music ready, and I totally oh, don't because I wasn't paying attention. Well, See, I take a week. I take a week shows. off, and then I forget what I'm doing. Two hundred times you've done two hundred. I probably times. only did it like 180 times. 180. 200 sounds better. 200 does sound. 200. Better. Here comes the music. Times. It's coming up. Whew. Worst part, everybody is I designed the show. I'm the one that said we'll have music over the intro and the outro. Thank you for downloading us, and we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers and Everyone Car Purchasers. We hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It is totally free. And hey, what? If you're listening and you listen on podcast feed, go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button from all of your accounts. I'm trying to get the subscriber buttons Uh, the subscriber numbers up on YouTube because you get things when you can do more things when you have more subscribers. So go subscribe. Um, Even if you hate us, give us five stars. Tell us why. If you're listening on you, watching on YouTube, write some comments down there on the doodly do. Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, If you have any show ideas or want to tell us about a car purchase you made, drop us an email. Everyone racers or everyone dot race. Sure. Everyone.racers at gmail.com. 200 shows. I had to actually look down. You can still text us 484 243 but it's going to go to mental. And he's like out in the field somewhere looking at planes and stuff. Uh, find us on Instagram or Twitter where you can also talk to mental who won't be on the show. Um, at, oh my gosh, the music ran out. This is 200 shows, shows. I know I'm aware. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, so mental won't be back next week, but he will be back for show two Oh four, where we're going to do the ask me anything. Um, also watch the YouTube and the Instagrams for this weekend while we're at pit race. Cause I'm sure we're going to be doing some trackside stuff. Um, yeah. It's everyone dot racers on the Instagram and the Twitters. Thanks again. And until next week, keep the shiny side up, especially if it's that Gulf Blue Hyundai that just passed you and keep those wheels down. <laughs>